Hello, everybody. How are you? How am I? How's your best friend? How's your toenails? How's your pedicure situation? Is it time to cut those bad boys down? It was for me not so long ago. I was like, whoa, what did I wait a month and a half on this? What the hell? Um, let's see, how's the traffic on your street? Very slow where I am, very slow. But what time is it? It's 9.30 on a Sunday, that's not surprising. Uh, I live on a street that's like crazy ass busy. Um, from like uh, 3.30 to 7 p.m. And then for the most part, for the rest of the day, it's not busy at all. So it's kind of nice. Um, what are your feelings towards your parents today? How's your holiday planning going? I always think, I've talked about this many times on the podcast as we approach a holiday. How are you doing with your family? Talk it out with me. Let me know how you're doing. Uh, by the way, my name is Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff. But you can also, I keep forgetting, do I ever say it? I don't even know if I do. Follow me on social media, at Robin O'Neill. It's R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. You can keep up to date with my stuff and whatever I'm in, into at the time and answer some of the questions that I love asking you in the comments on Instagram or you at me at Twitter. I love it when I hear from you. If I've ever made that unclear, if I've ever made you feel ignored, I am sincerely sorry. Um, sometimes I just forget to hit the like or respond, but I always love, I, I hear, I read them all. I read all your responses and I get very excited about it. I'm not saying I get a whole lot of responses anyway. Let's face reality here. There's not that many coming in, but every time I do, I am, it's like a gift from the gods. Um, so thank you guys. If you haven't noticed, I'm sort of crawling out of a bit of a hole. And, uh, that's not the first time I've said that. It's probably not going to be the last time. I tend to encounter holes as I go through life. Don't make that gross. That wasn't meant to be gross. Uh, but thank you for your patience with me since I kept um, missing my Thursday goal of when I normally like to post new episodes. I thought I was coming back and then exhaustion. Uh, without getting into it too much, just know that I'm, I really am honestly going through a whole lot. I'm not trying to be melodramatic here. I really am. Um, I'm just some really serious things right now, and I'm sure I'll tell you all about it when I'm ready. Uh, but for now, I'm kind of lucky if I wake up and, I don't know, eat one meal. Um, so anything I've done on top of simply getting out of bed is feeling almost miraculous at this point. And I'm also, as I love to preach to you guys, taking care of my own damn self while I go through all of this hard life stuff which means I simply can't get to it all. I can't do it all. I can't meet all my goals. I can't be everything to everyone. I can't see my friends as much as I'd like to. I can't eat the right meal all the time. I have to eat Domino's pizza occasionally. Uh, I can't always pick up whatever I need at the store that day. Um, anyway, instead of beating myself up over all of that and hating every single thing about myself and thinking of myself as a total loser, which is how I used to handle this kind of thing, instead I try to say... Hey, Robin, give yourself a break. Life is hard. You are beyond tired and stressed out. Be good to yourself. Um, because I certainly wouldn't, if a friend came to me and told me their situation and it was identical to what I'm going through, I certainly wouldn't be like, well, you dumb motherfucker, I hate to tell you this, but you're not doing enough right now. You need to stop being gentle with yourself and you need to start winning. You need to start being perfect. You got to get shit done, girl. 
Don't give yourself a break. Don't give yourself proper rest. Not until you've accomplished every single goal on your to-do list for the next 10 years. And uh, stop being so weak while you're at it. Get over yourself. (laughs) That's not what I would do. That's what I've done to myself my whole entire life, though, which is very telling of why I've been miserable most of my life. So, you know, I've learned that I got to give myself a break, but that means I'm also missing a lot of things that I would like to be doing. It really almost makes me cry, to be honest with you. I, I am just somebody who loves to do a lot of things, and I just can't do it right now. So, oh, sorry. I'm in a, I'm in a very, like, I can tell I'm going to cry mood because I... I can just, I sensed it coming. I've been pretty good today. And then, I don't know, slowly as the night wore on, I was like, here we go. Get ready. You've got the preamble for the uh, somber tear night thing going. Um, Anyway, did I already say this is me reading stuff? Uh, I've recently been told that what I do on here, in case you're a newcomer, welcome. uh, Somebody said it's like I'm a literary DJ of sorts. And I love that description. So that's what I'm going with from here on out. I've never been able to properly explain what this podcast really is. Um, but literary DJ is probably what comes closest to how I see it and my role in what I do. And, um, yeah, because there's a lot of talking obviously. And then I just drop in the poems or the whatever I'm reading to you. So a lot of it has to do with me just talking, but I've never been able to explain that. Uh, Okay, so let me put you on pause for just a second while I go grab my decaf espresso. That was, you may have heard it being made in the background. And then I'll be right back to read you guys some good stuff. Stay with me. right we've got some coffee decaf using an espresso machine these things are good you guys know I travel I travel yeah I travel through time and I (laughs) pick up different ways of making my coffee and this happens to be my new preferred method I did my AeroPress forever shout out to uh, Dave Laird who also uses an AeroPress what are you using down there in the uh where are you? Australia or New Zealand? All of a sudden I forget because I'm so brain dead. I think you're in New Zealand, you lucky human being. Uh, I don't love the idea of traveling all the way to that part of the world, but I love the idea and I need to see New Zealand. I will tell you that. And by the way, Dave, if you're actually in Australia and I thought you were in New Zealand, I really apologize. Um, what can I do? I've messed up. By the way, Dave Laird, everybody. Uh, Dave Laird and Matt Booker, my two favorite people who are the creators and co-hosts of the David Foster Wallace podcast, The Great Concavity. Check them out if you're a David Foster Wallace fan, and you'll see they also sell stickers with one of my drawings in it because they uh, use one of my drawings as the image for their logo. And I'm very happy about that. That makes me happy every time. I was just listening to them earlier today. So... What are we going to do? What's up, Robert Bly? What's up, old book that I used to read on here all the time? The Winged Energy of Delight, Selected Translations, Poems from Europe, Asia, and the Americas. So Robert Bly is a poet and a translator, and this is one of my favorite books of poetry. I will say it's a little light on the female poets, which makes me a little angry, but I got to say, 
I'm going to forgive him for that because what's in here is all so good. Go back, go ahead and do a search on the Winged Energy of Delight on the um, Podomatic page for my podcast, and you'll find the other ones because everything I've read from here has been amazing. And today I'm going to be reading, uh, what am I going to be reading? I, I bookmarked for you guys a Pablo Neruda poem. Uh, and of course you can learn more about Pablo Neruda. I've read him before as well. Uh, but he is a Chilean poet born in 1904, no longer around. Robert Bly, man, he's still around. He's 91 years old, doing a great job. This is a Harper Collins book. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the description so you can buy it. It's right around $15 and I'm telling you it's gold inside of this book. So it's not actual gold. There's no gold leaf involved. You know what I'm saying? Everything in it. Mm, it makes me say, mama mia, uh, or whatever you're supposed to say when you really like something. Is that, do Italians actually say mama mia when they like something? And by the way, no one's Italian that I'm speaking of. I don't know why I'm doing something Italian right now. Uh, I did just see a photo of somebody eating some amazing spaghetti. That might be where that's coming from. Okay, back to the poem I'm going to be reading. This is Pablo Neruda, translated by Robert Bly and James Wright, and this poem is called Melancholy Inside Families. Whoa, Frankie, what's up? Hi. Do, do you have some melancholy inside your family, Frankie? No? Okay. You need some help? I turned over. Obviously, you heard that because she's loud and she's very talkative, but out of nowhere... She was just sleeping on my studio chair, and then suddenly I turn over. She's just staring at me. <laughs> okay. That's Frankie, everybody. Good girl, Frankie. you need something? No, she just said she loves me. You guys know that when a cat blinks really slow at you, that's them saying they love you. So you should do it back like that. Just blink really slow at them. Sorry to all you non-cat lovers. All right, Melancholy Inside Families by Pablo Neruda. I keep a blue bottle, inside it an ear and a portrait. When the night dominates the feathers of the owl, when the horse cherry tree rips out its lips and makes menacing gestures with rinds which the ocean wind often perforates, then I know that there are immense expanses hidden from us, quartz in slugs, ooze, Blue waters for a battle, much silence, many ore veins of withdrawals and camphor, fallen things, medallions, kindnesses, parachutes, kisses. It is only the passage from one day to another, a single bottle moving over the seas, and a dining room where roses arrive, a dining room deserted as a fishbone. I am speaking of a smashed cup, a curtain, at the end of a deserted room, through which a river passes, dragging along the stones. It is a house set on the foundations of the rain, a house of two floors with the required number of windows and climbing vines faithful in every particular. I walk through afternoons. I arrive full of mud and death, dragging along the earth and its roots and its indistinct stomach in which corpses are sleeping with wheat, metals, and pushed over elephants. But above all, there is a terrifying, a terrifying deserted dining room with its broken olive oil cruets and vinegar running under its chairs, 
one ray of moonlight tied down, something dark, and I look for a companion inside myself, perhaps as a grocery store surrounded by a sea and torn clothing from which seawater is dripping. It is only a deserted dining room, and around it there are expanses, sunken factories, pieces of timber which I alone know, because I am sad, and because I travel, and I know the earth, and I am sad. You like that, Frankie? She loved it. I cried. I cried earlier on this part, but above all, there is a terrifying, a terrifying deserted dining room with its broken olive oil cruets and vinegar running under its chairs, one ray of moonlight tied down, something dark, and I look for a companion inside myself. Perhaps it is a grocery store surrounded by the sea and torn clothing from which seawater is dripping. Oh, that's really, really good. Thank you, Robert Bly, for translating that. And thank you, Pablo Neruda, for reading it. Thank you, Frankie French Fry O'Neill. <laughs> That's her middle name, French Fries. Not French Fry, French Fries. Right, Frankie? Good girl. Uh, let me hit pause really quick. I'm going to read you guys one more thing because I need it. All right, I just tore this off of my wall uh, here in my studio. I've read it, I think, two or three times on this podcast over the last... You know, I've been doing this three and a half years now, you guys. This is pretty awesome. And, oh, by the way, before I forget, thank you again to anyone who's bought Me Reading Stuff shirts and sweatshirts from the Cotton Bureau. I'll put another link in the description. You can go buy those. Remember, all the proceeds go directly to the Trevor Project, which is a vital organization um, that assists in uh, helping LGBTQ youth uh, in crisis, and it's also a suicide um, hotline. So, and every little bit, like even a dollar goes a long way for another call to be answered. So please consider that and look up the Trevor Project and look, at, look into the documentary that kind of started it all. So, all right, I'm going to read Thanks by W.S. Merwin because I need this reminder, and this is why I have it on my wall. I need it every day. And actually, this is how I live. I'll tell you this. At the end of every day, I say thank you. As shitty as things can be, I do say thank you. And so when I read this poem, I was thinking, wow, this is how I live. I also recently just saw the um, Philip Glass opera, Satra Gaya, and I, a, lot of what that, a lot of what that opera seemed to be, a, well, it was about so many things. And by the way, it was insane and so amazing. And Philip Glass was there. I got to see Philip Glass. It was incredible. But... Anyway, Satra Gaya had a lot to do with accepting pleasure and pain as the exact same thing. It's all life. We got to take it all and embrace it and love it and say thank you for it, uh, as hard as that is. But anyway, this poem by Merwin um, is in Migration, New and Selected Poems, published in 2005 by Copper Canyon Press. And I hope Frankie doesn't meow the entire time, but I have a feeling she will because she is on a roll. Okay, listen. With the night falling, we are saying thank you. We are stopping on the bridges to bow from the railings. We are running out of the glass rooms with our mouths full of food to look at the sky and say thank you. We are standing by the water, thanking it 
smiling by the windows, looking out in our directions. Back from a series of hospitals, back from a mugging after funerals, we are saying thank you. After the news of the dead, whether or not we knew them, we are saying thank you. Over telephones, we are saying thank you. In doorways and in the backs of cars and in elevators, remembering wars and the police at the door and the beatings on stairs, we are saying thank you. In the banks, we are saying thank you. In the faces of the officials and the rich and of all who will never change, we go on saying thank you, thank you. With the animals dying around us, our lost feelings, we are saying thank you. With the forests falling faster than the minutes of our lives, we are saying thank you. With the words going out like cells of a brain, with the cities growing over us, we are saying thank you faster and faster. With nobody listening, we are saying thank you. We are saying thank you and waving, dark though it is. That's all I've got, everybody. Um... God, I'm silenced by all of this. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. And thank you to anybody who's left this uh, podcast review. It helps the podcast out a lot. If you don't mind and you're listening to this on Apple Podcast via iTunes, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, if you're enjoying this, to just, you know, give it a star rating and say even one sentence about what you feel about it. If you've been moved by one poem, talk about that. If you've been upset at me talk about that if you've cried because of something i don't mind hearing about that either thank you for letting me cry tonight thank you for always being there for me and i'll see you guys soon happy thanksgiving um if you're celebrating that here in this country if you're not and you're in other parts of the world have a wonderful week i will be here and i promise you right now look me in the face yeah you i will be back on thursday you, can, you have my word. I am handshaking you hard. Handshaking you? Anyway, I'm getting out of here with a different quote. I won't go with Chekhov. I'm going to go with Beckett. And I'm going to go with the opening line of Murphy. The sun shone having no alternative. Good night, everybody.